Welcome to Once and Future Authors, changing lives one book at a time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome. I'm Stephanie Larkin, and I am joined by author Hal Spielman. Hal is the author of Suddenly Solo, and his newest release, Suddenly Sexual, is definitely something we're going to want to hear about. I hear him chuckling already, so please welcome Hal Spielman. Hey, Hal, how Hi. are you? Hi, how you doing, Stephanie? You like that. You're definitely going to want to hear about this. <laughs> That's quite the provocative title. Well, my co-author came up with that. Did she? Uh, Kay Kay said to me, uh, sex sells. And there we have that title. Absolutely. I think sex absolutely sells. And and coming after Suddenly Solo, it's like you're alone and now you're not. (laughs) That was part of the objective. We were moving on and things were changing. People were changing, moving into a different situation, um, as far as I can tell. Because when we wrote Suddenly Solo, we were concerned about coping and how people cope. And that was what my research was aimed at doing. If you remember, I interviewed 1,600 people for the Suddenly Solo book. Absolutely. And and Uh, just just for our listeners, Suddenly Solo, the lifestyle roadmap for the mature, widowed, or divorced man. So this right. is 1,500 mature, widowed, or divorced men you interviewed. But then we, as we looked back at what had happened with Suddenly Solo, we were approached about writing uh, a, really a, a guidebook for the sexual activities. And I, frankly, I wasn't comfortable about that. But then when I looked at the interviews, we had done in the past, the depth interviews, I did find some clues there. And so we went on and did more interviews, more depth interviews. And it's it's absolutely amazing what people will tell you when you're talking for two or three hours and they're talking about themselves. Right, right. And they just, they just opened up. And out of that, came the new book, Suddenly Sexual. Okay. And um, uh, one of our biggest problems in writing the book was uh, disguising what people told us and to, in effect, fictionalize the real people and the real information they were giving us. So you're telling me that when you were interviewing for this book, people were so overly open and honest that you actually had to disguise them as opposed to the opposite. You, you weren't pulling teeth to get these stories. Is that what you're no. saying? No. Once they got started, 
and and truthfully, remember, my business was market research, so I'm a good interviewer. And Kay, um, who is only 50, is is also a good interviewer. She's a professional PR person. Right. Um, people just opened up, and they just started talking. We took notes and then started writing. And between us, we would go back and forth with our writing to disguise what people said and, um, and, and find what was the meat, the heart of what their experience was. And that's why at the end of each story, and there are 25 of them, <clears throat> at the end of each story, we, we wrote insights into what we learn from each of those stories. Yes, yes. I could see that you got to the meat of them because your stories um, have themes, whether it's about um, a first encounter or a foursome or um, regrets or um, STDs even. You have all sorts of different yes. things going on. Uh, there there were just effect. many, uh, as when we started, we didn't realize all the areas we were going to get into. Right. And they kept coming up. Like the use of contraceptives kept coming up. Really? So, yes. Um, even though it wasn't an issue in terms of pregnancy because we were only dealing with mature people. Right, but as But it was an issue in terms of self-defense. Yes, absolutely. And, and you're absolutely right. People may not think about that. So, so the book is actually a, a textbook in a way in helping people to know um, certain things that they might not have taken into account. Right. And then some of the detail is absolutely amazing as, as people told us of their experiences and, and uh, uh, learning new things sexually. Right, that right. they might not have ever had with their partner of 25 years or 30 years. Yes. I love your tagline here. Suddenly sexual stories about the first time again. And again. Was that a current right. theme that, that it was like a, 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 new, a new start? That's exactly right. Because for many people, it was a new start. Um. Uh, and in fact, one of the lines that we have somewhere in there, it may be in the Suddenly Solo book, is don't ask her how she knows what she knows, just enjoy it. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. Don't ask questions, just be grateful. Just exactly right. Just be grateful. So it, it was not... Um, it was not a hard book to write once we had done these interviews. It was really the hardest part, as I said, was finding the right ways to disguise. Right. And, and still have uh, a, a nice narrative story. Yes, yes. You wanted to keep the theme and the crux of the story right. while, while protecting the, uh, the, the innocent and the guilty. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case they're off to their next foray, and as you said, don't ask how they learned that. Right. And then, of course, with the stories, they're not all happy stories. No. no. Some of the experiences were not good experiences. Right. Some were really quite 
quite disturbing in a lot of ways. Yes, absolutely. And, and some of the things in here are absolutely red flags for people right. to be aware of. And, and you know what's so valuable is while your, your subjects, your people that you were interviewing, were very open with you, and for that I'm thankful, I don't know that people are as open with their friends. And um, um, That may be true. You know, some of the, you, you had a, a chapter in here about someone who was unfortunately scammed very badly. And I could see the, the victim kind of not wanting to admit to their own circle what had happened. And because what? of that, you know, people, their best friend could have the same thing happen to them because there's no openness, but they could read about it. It's very interesting. The, that story... Uh, I got really from the sister of the person who was the victim in that. Oh, okay. So they had she, revealed. She knew about it, and and she was a friend, and she told me what happened. Right. Very upset at the time. Of course. Uh, but she was the one that told me what happened, and uh, uh, to her brother, basically. Right. Right. Oh, horrible. Horrible uh, that happened. Really terrible story. But that's one of those, you know, there, there are the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, shall we say. Right. You know, not everything is peaches and cream. But what is nice is there are many, many positive stories in here. And I think that that gives people the green light in a huge way. Tell me about that. And, and that's a good point, because we felt that one of the functions of the book was to give people permission to go ahead and enter into relationships. Yes. I mean, again, we're social beings, and the aspect of having someone that you can talk to. In our other research, we found that sharing was the major reason people wanted to have a, 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 a connection to another person. Really? It, it was sharing was the main reason. I'm so glad you mentioned that we are social beings. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a connection. It's actually right. who we are inside. Right. And, and your book and your incredibly provocative title um, give rise <laughs> to the fact that this is completely human at any age, which is so... At any fun. age. Absolutely. At any, at any age, age. People should not think... Oh, that part of my life is done with. No. It's not. And, and in fact, you know, we, we define the sexual activity not just as, as intercourse, but as holding, touching, walking together, holding hands, right. um, uh, listening. That's a big part of, of, uh, of the whole connection, being able to just listen. To, to the person you're with and, and uh, uh, if not giving them advice, but just giving them the opportunity to vent right. are, are all part of, of this social sexual connection. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but, but readers don't think that, you know, it's only about walking in the park. Believe me, there's plenty, no. there's yeah. plenty of sex. Walk on, uh, yeah, on. walk on the beach, right. <laughs> there's plenty of sex in here. They're just walking yes. around holding hands. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and in fact, it was amusing when I wrote the original forward 
um, Kay uh, looked at it and said, no, we got to change that. And she wrote the whole front of the forward. And then it goes to my right. part of the forward, which is rather straightforward yeah. about how we decided to write the book. But she started, and I love her, the first line. Wait a second. Let me, let me read that first line to you. Um, um, I remember standing there looking at her naked body so uh, as she lay in on my bed I knew what was coming at least I hoped but all the excitement and, and anticipation did not diminish a low voice in my, say, in my head this isn't my wife <laughs> Who was he was, a widow. Buy the book. <laughs> he was a widowed man. Yes. And um, and Kay wrote that. And uh, and uh, I think it was absolutely right on target of what ensued, and, and not always, but frequently right. in in making your the connection with yeah. another person, male and, or female. And what's going on in your head? I mean, you're not 20 years old at this point. Right. So what's going on in your head is is years and years of experiences, good and bad. Right. There's, there's in, in essence, a lot of people in the room sometimes, aren't there? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, there, there are people, we, we ran into people that said, I only had one partner in my life, right. 30 years, whatever it was. And... I want to know more about what other people are experiencing. Okay. And, and uh, Kay, because she's much younger, she's only 50, interviewed people mostly in their 50s. Okay. I, being older, interviewed people mostly in their 70s. And there's a, that's a two-generation gap. Mm-hmm. And what, what came out was clearly very different. Yes. Yeah the people she interviewed and the people I interviewed. Um, but there, that whole aspect of wanting to make a connection again, of having a shared experience. Shared experiences are uh, being able to talk about the past, but also about creating new experiences for the future. Absolutely. So that combination is in there. Hal, and just your comment that you were interviewing people in their 70s is going to open so many eyes and doors of people saying, hmm, I'm not, it's not over yet. No, not by any means. Right. Um, I, I mean, there are some people in their, in their 80s. Um, and of course, <laughs> my ancient, ancient age uh, <laughs> is uh, as the author, though. <laughs> but I have a close friend. I have a close friend. Uh, for about uh, uh, about eight years now, right. and we've had many shared experiences. Yes, yes. So I love the green light that you are giving to uh, what is truly a, a huge segment of our population. Yes. And and uh, the Wall Street Journal a few years ago uh, did a in their personal section uh, did a whole thing on um, uh, the aspect of. No, sex does not end at six, at 60, I think with the headline or, or something as I, uh, like that that I recall. So you're telling us it doesn't end at 60? It doesn't end at 70? And it doesn't, it doesn't end, end at end 70 at or, <laughs> or at 80. Absolutely. And, 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 and that alone is, is such a, a no. blessing 
to, to say to people so that they know that there is so much more life to be lived. Right, right. There's so much more that you can have and share and enjoy in as many, many years as you've got. And we are living longer. So why not we enjoy those years and, and do good for someone else as they do good for you? Now, as you were doing all these interviews, and you certainly don't have to tell us a personal story, but um, was there anything that was especially shocking or informative or, wow, I didn't think it was going to go that way. Maybe a little tidbit that shocks the author here. Well, I think the very first story did that. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, I like that story. Okay. Um, uh, partly because the, uh, the account in there uh, with that May 15th in his mind, always remembered the birthday of this young lady that he had known in his high school years and remembered her very, very fondly. And they reconnected. And, and it's, I think it's a wonderful story. Absolutely. And in fact, in that case, I met both of those people. Did you really? Yes, I did. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. How wonderful that they were open to it. Yes. Life is very long if you're not open to new experiences. And, and they, they, uh, I, the interview was actually an interview I did with both of them simultaneously. And they, you know, they kind of were adding and, and finishing sentences and whatnot. And as we got towards the end, uh, she gave me the right line. Uh, that it was appropriate what they were that they they that she brought his suitcase into her bedroom. Oh, I remember that scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories. Absolutely, that's why. It's and, and maybe maybe it is my favorite story. Yeah, that's why it's. First. But there were others in there that I liked very much, and I thought were very very meaningful. The the uh, story about uh, the the um, guy who was redoing his car. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she Absolutely. just, she did, this woman didn't connect to what he was doing in redoing this automobile. Right. That was very precious to him. Absolutely. So it, was a, it was a rather strange story, but very was. meaningful in a it lot of was. ways. It was. And, and then even on the other end of the spectrum, you have stories that deal with sexual dysfunction and yes. with illness and you know, even medications or just uh, exhaustion and things yeah. that, that come up that didn't come up in your 20s. Exactly right. This is a book for mature people. And it, it, it is a book. I, I know with the first one, Suddenly Solo, um, people were buying it, uh, young, young people, younger people were buying it to give to their grandparents or to their parents who were up there. So uh, that was a, that was a, something I had not thought of, but actually was occurring. Right that, right. that people felt that their parents needed uh, the opportunity to understand and also the permission to go forward. And this book is very much a book about permission to permission. go forward. Permission. Although I'm wondering how I'm going to sneak one of these to my parents, Hal. This is a little... <laughs> 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 just just leave it on you know on the table and, and let them just pick it up 
A brown paper bag, perhaps. Brown paper bag. That's true. You might do an IT about publishing in a brown paper bag because it might yeah. add the uh, book sales there. But but I love that you say that. It's the perfect gift. It absolutely yes. is. It is the perfect gift um, for another person, but quite frankly, for yourself because of what we're talking about with permission and giving yourself the gift of joy in your life. Right. And, and and what you're saying is absolutely correct. Yeah. So, you know, everyone uh, deserves I, that gift. Um, you deserve it for yourself, and you deserve <laughs> it for the other people in your life who, well, you know, may not think that they are worthy at their age or circumstance. You know? I, I must I must confess that there were things that were told to me in the in the sexual aspect that I was totally unaware of. So there was a learning in there for me as well, as as I heard other people's experiences. And they were different. Yes, yes. Hal, I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at an interview <laughs> and watching your face if someone told you something that you were thinking. <laughs> that, that's really true. That's really, really true. <laughs> you see, so this is, you know, educational. Even the author learned in writing this book. I learned a lot of interesting things. Well, I think that that's one of the valuable things. You know, um, certainly we've come a long way where, when it comes to talking about sex and sexual issues. But quite frankly, I can't remember the last time one of my friends, you know, mentioned sexual dysfunction to me over a cup of coffee. So in many ways, while we are open as a society and movies and television and books, obviously, um, are very open about things, we are not necessarily open with our friends in hearing you know, what did you do last night? Did it work? Could you give me some tips? <laughs> you know, that kind of conversation still does not necessarily go on. Maybe after a glass of wine or two, but, you know, this is a very, very valuable way. I feel like I was reading about friends. And well, it's, it's interesting. I, I, this is not in the book, but I did run into someone who was telling me, uh, this is someone from Chicago, actually, was telling me, that uh, there is a woman there who gives a uh, training course to small groups of women on uh, oral sex. A training and, course? And she, she, she gets a fee for doing that. Oh, I'm sure she does. Right. <laughs> and that was like, wow, never never heard of that. I but never heard that of that either. Was doing. But, you know, now that you say that, and I say I've never heard of that, I think... Why not? There's a training class in just about everything. Yes, exactly. And good and for her in, in helping people because where, where else are they going to learn that? Right. You know, and you they did might not learn it. Uh, you right. did not learn it when you went to high school. Right. And now you're entering into a new experience. You don't want to be right. the, the only one in the room that, that doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> 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 That's true. <laughs> People always want, and I'm, and and I saw this in your, in your stories. You know, you you want to enter that room, that proverbial. You know, I look down at the bed at the naked person, and and you want to feel like I can do this. Uh, yeah, uh, and I'm I'm a real participant. Yeah, you want to be confident, and that's one thing that's shown through in the book is that a lot of these people 
when they went into that first room, were not confident. And, yeah. and it's such a blessing to be able to read about them because you get to gain that confidence yourself. One of the things I found so interesting was uh, how how many time how many how frequently is it was that the woman led the way. You know, oh. people think the male is oh, oh he's the aggressor. No, I, I found uh, we found a lot a lot of situations where the female was the leader of of the sexual activity. Interesting, and especially yeah. since the age bracket that we're we're dealing with here probably in their prior relationship, it might not have been a uh, It might not have been that way, right. And maybe after years of being in a, I'll, I'll call it a male-dominated relationship, you know, just the, that was the way it was, uh, many of the women are finding they want to, you know, take the reins a little bit. <laughs> I, I think that's true. And as I say, I heard this woman say, I want to I have more sexual experiences. You hear and, that, girls? And it was, you know, she just, there it was. There know? was. There was. And, and, and when she was younger, that wasn't something that she could say. Right. Or even seek out. That wasn't in the cards. Right. Uh, you know, the culture has changed. Yes. Very definitely the culture has changed. Absolutely. And we, we want to keep up with the changed culture. Well, it's, it's an empowering change. For yes. women and men, it's empowering for everyone to be able to seek out what you want. You right, know? right. We didn't always have that ability, men and women. Men and women. Absolutely. So, uh, and I guess it's part of this whole uh, equality thing that has been going on, um, that women are filling uh, more roles than they had been in the past. Yes, Yes, and, and, and this is part of doing that. Absolutely. If women are going to be able to be CEOs of companies and, and heads of state and whatnot, they can certainly take control in the bedroom and get what it is they right. went there for. And, and you're a great example of that because you're running, you've built and run a number of businesses and uh, are, are, are the active leader in doing that. And that's, that's great. I don't know about your bed, the bedroom part, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, why not? One leads to the other. I'll save that for the next book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I am, in fact, looking for the direction for my next book. Oh, I'm excited about that. Now, any, any feeling of where that next book might go? Um, it, it may have to do with satisfaction, with gratification. Okay. Uh, uh, of what occurs in developing those experiences and what goes on after that first time and now into the longer-term relationship. I like that. I like that a lot because this is getting us in the door. But right. you're talking about it doesn't need to be a one-shot deal. You can actually build on this. Right. And what happens over the next few years, uh, living arrangements, not, not just the sexual, but the living arrangements, financial, financial arrangements. Financial arrangements? Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, uh, the, yeah, what happens? Uh, what happens with family? Right. Acceptance, yes. uh, non-acceptance. Oh. Uh, so there, there may be another book there, oh. and I'm starting to think about it. Uh, again, it will have to come out of research. Nothing 
nothing I've done has just been no. just out of my own head. It's always come out of my uh, talking and learning from other people. Absolutely. And that's the research part of my background. Well, everything that you're saying about those situations is so important for people to learn. I mean, you know from your own experiences and, and friends and such, these are pitfalls that people in their 20s are not having. You know, they're not dealing with family acceptance on that level or finances. Or like you said, we both have a house. What do we do? Right. <laughs> You know, there are, there are lots of questions that come into long, longer term relationships at a different age and stage of life. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the most interesting things that I've run into is uh, uh, when you downsize, what do you do with the antique furniture oh. that you've collected over the years? Now, that's an interesting one for you to think about. That might might make a really uh, good chapter in the book. Yes, you've all you've each accumulated things that are uh, both sentimental and, in many cases, valuable. Yeah. Another example: since uh, young people tend to live together and create a household, what do you give them as as gifts? Where you used to give people uh, pots and pans and Toaster. electronic, and now they already have all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hal, if you were moving in, what would you like as a gift? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, again, I say to my to my kids, no gifts. No I gifts. Probably already have two of whatever. You have, you have enough stuff. Maybe, maybe right. go more experiences or something. Exactly right. <laughs> too much That's stuff exactly in the house. Right. Yeah. I get that. I get that completely. Well, my goodness, I can't wait for that next book. Um, and now your readers are going to be nagging you. So, you know, your publisher will be nagging as well. Uh, if you're looking for a roadmap to, I would guess, the dating scene, you know, for uh, mature, widowed, or divorced. It says man, but I'm a woman. but I, more I, women I bought the, the book. book and I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But more women bought the book than men did. You know, I can well imagine because I absolutely uh, think that, you know, there are things in here for both genders. It's it's an amazing roadmap because this is a road never taken. And you're yeah. really not quite sure how to navigate it. So suddenly... How, how, so do, you, how do you cope? How do you cope? How do yeah. you cope? And all of those questions uh, that are coming that, again, you didn't, can't necessarily ask your friend. Uh, in many cases, in, in, in the suddenly solo um, kind of realm, since you're talking about someone who is divorced or widowed, you may not actually have friends to ask who are in the same situation yeah. and stage of life as you. That's true. So you might find yourself in that dating stage alone. One of the things we found, I found in talking to women who were widowed is that sometimes their friends cut them off because they, they felt that they were a threat to yeah. their, it's a terrible thing. Terrible, terrible. Like, like they're going to go for their husband. We did find that, yeah. Yeah, no, and, it, and, I, and I'm sure that that is so unfortunately accurate. Yeah. I hear it happens with divorced and widowed. Yeah. You know, the, so the, the person who is suddenly solo um, finds also they have fewer friends, which is just yes. tragic. Which you know, is when they need them the most. When they need them the most. It's absolutely true. So if you are looking for a gift 
for yourself or someone else, suddenly solo is to get them out the door and dating. And, and now wonderfully suddenly sexual. We followed it with suddenly sexual and uh, for, for building relationships to that next level that as humans, we so richly deserve. It gives you permission to participate in social activity again. Absolutely. Social sexual activity. Social sexual activity at any age. At any age. And and not just permission, but you know, you have a right to that. You have a right to the gratification. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's part of who we are, what our genetic makeup tells us we are. And and suddenly you should be a participant. And and this is coming from research. This is not just how no, who's telling you this. This is yeah. research. You know, which is wonderful. And, and both books, I, I love that you back it up with so much research. So we're not just hearing you, which is a yeah. valuable opinion, but the research that says, yes, you, you deserve this. And this is how you can go about finding it. And case stories and stories to hear how other people have navigated these waters. Yeah, these are not researchy books. No, they're no, based no. On research, no. But they're really narrative books. Narrative right? books, absolutely. Right. No, and, no, and people have told me they're they're very easy reading. Absolutely, grab it and get into a bubble bath. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you will definitely enjoy both of them. And now I hear we're going to be nagging for book number three. So um, both, yeah. both books are available on Amazon at major booksellers um, all over the world. So grab a copy for yourself. Grab a copy for a friend. And grab a copy for your mom and pass <laughs> and enjoy them and enjoy and them. I love that and enjoy because right. it's all about enjoying. Life is too short. You absolutely need to enjoy right. it. Hal, I can't thank you enough. Um, not just for joining me today, but for giving so many people the the green light that they needed. Thank, thanks for spending the time with me, Stephanie. Always enjoy it. Absolutely a pleasure. And uh, thank you to everybody, all of our listeners and viewers. And please go out and grab a copy. You will. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show. So your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing.